Hola, hola, espero que estén súper bien y bienvenidos a la Gringa Bilingua Podcast. And if you didn't understand any of that, don't worry, you'll get there. Today we are going to continue discussing my favorite parts of my trip to Mexico, where I got to meet lifelong friends, immerse myself in the Mexican culture, and visit Mexico City and Cancun, two of the most beautiful places Mexico has to offer. Today, I want to go through one of my favorite parts of the trip, the food. I'm going to list some of the most unique and delicious dishes so that you can hopefully go and try them too because you don't have to leave this country to try these dishes. There are authentic Mexican restaurants everywhere. Here I want to go over some of the differences that I noticed, um, some of the most exciting different dishes that I got to taste. So without further ado, comencemos. I wanted to start with one dish that surprised me the most out of the whole trip, even though I had supposedly tried it before in the US. So this sounds a little weird, but this dish is the quesadilla, which is I think something that most of us here have tried. I mean, usually when I say like, I'm gonna make a quesadilla, you know, you take your flour tortilla, like a medium sized flour tortilla, and you put just like some cheddar cheese in the middle and you kind of just pop it in the toaster oven and like that's a quesadilla. And sometimes I put sour cream or salsa on top and that's my quesadilla. But no, so I actually got to try a quesadilla from one of my favorite places that I ate in Mexico City. We got to go to this amazing street vendor. It was it was actually breakfast time. I think it was like nine in the morning, which surprised me that people were eating all of this food for breakfast because I think in the US too, we have certain foods that are like, oh, well, that's a breakfast food. But to me, they didn't have as much of like a difference. Like some of the stuff that they ate there for breakfast was things that I would have eaten for dinner here. So just kind of those differences too. So we walked up to the street vendor and she was popular. I mean, she was on the street corner and there was like chairs set up like for people waiting for their food. She had this giant stovetop, whole setup. It was crazy. It was impressive. Um, and you'll see this everywhere in Mexico City. It's not anything crazy, but I don't think it's something we have as much here. So this giant stovetop and she was selling so many foods. I said like, what do you have to eat? And she listed off all the quesadilla. And I was like, I can't understand any of that. But I heard quesadilla. And I know what a quesadilla is. So I'm going to order that. And I was so surprised because the tortillas were made out of blue corn. And I had never actually seen that before. I think in tortilla chips I had seen it. But um, I just never seen it in quesadilla. So I got really excited about that. And it was delicious. They were homemade tortillas, of course. Um, corn tortilla. The thing in Mexico is, is that they don't actually use flour tortillas for a lot of things like we do here. We use flour tortillas for tacos. We use them for quesadillas here for our version of those dishes. And they don't actually use those. So it was the blue corn tortilla. And I actually had a squash quesadilla. They called it calabaza. It was really, really good. And I had never heard or thought of putting squash in a quesadilla. And it was so delicious. This woman was grilling it for me. It was so good. And it got, had some toppings inside too. So it had sour cream, cheese, um, but it was Oaxacan cheese. Queso huaqueño, queso huaqueño, which is this, it's white colored. It is a delicious cheese. I am now addicted to it. And like, it's expensive here. So that's kind of not a good addiction to have. 
Um, but it was delicious. And yeah, we had it for breakfast. So it was delicious. And just seeing it be cooked right in front of me on this, like on the street corner, it was just crazy. Um, I mean, she was serving breakfast to like half the neighborhood, I think. It was amazing. It was a great quesadilla. And another thing that surprised me about the quesadilla was that it wasn't like sealed like ours. I think ours tend to be really like sealed together with the cheese. No, it was more of like what we tend to think of as a taco. Like if I go to Chipotle and order a taco, that's basically this quesadilla. But it was really delicious. And just talking about this makes me miss it already. Next up is another Mexican dish we've probably all heard of, may have tried here, but you might not have had the pleasure of buying this dish from an authentic Mexican vendor, and this would be tacos. The first thing that surprised me when we went to a restaurant in Mexico City and ordered tacos, it was a sit-down restaurant, everyone around me, all the Mexicans, who the people who lived there, they were ordering like five, six, seven tacos. And I, like me and my dad, were like, that's a lot of tacos because here usually tacos tend to be a little bit bigger but no their tacos are super tiny they're these little miniature tortillas and and i love it and that's how all of them are and our tacos here are so big i'm like starting to question like all of our food here that we think is mexican because yeah it was completely different so they were served all on a plate five little tiny tacos fit on a plate and for this one too they use corn tortillas not flour when i told my friend that uh, she's who she lives in Mexico City. I told her that we use flour tortillas in our tacos. She was like, that's not a taco. So they were small and there were five of them on the plate and they actually, the corn tortillas tend to kind of fall apart. So they actually usually double up the tortilla. That's what I saw the few times that I ordered tacos. So you kind of get like two tortillas to kind of surround it good and they come in this plate and you kind of just fold them up. There are so many different kinds of meats that go in the taco. It's not like this like ground taco meat that we have here or just like chicken. It's not like that. So I tried at this restaurant, I tried um, tacos de suadero, which is a type of beef. It was really good. It had like a marinade on it. It was honestly amazing. My dad had tacos al pastor, which is one that I have heard of a lot. It has pineapple and this beautiful like sauce. That's pork. Um, kind of like what we would call pulled pork, but a little bit different. It has pineapple and so there's so many types and I, I could get into all the types of tacos but I don't even know them all there are so 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 many I think here we tend to do a lot of chicken tacos I didn't see that so much it was more of these pork and and beef and meat um and what I loved about the al pastor tacos was that in this specific restaurant they had the meat the pork for that on this big like rotating like stick almost like you would see with like rotisserie chicken where if it's like rotating around i'm sure some people have seen this but it was kind of like hanging like this big thing of pork and we kind of saw it cooking and it was so so cool um i loved i love seeing that it's like that's what our tacos are coming off of it was really really cool another thing i noticed with the tacos i think was that i think that here we tend to overdress our tacos like i feel like when i make a taco i put like 10 million things on it these tacos, like, honestly, they were so good. The meat was such good quality that I could have just eaten them plain with nothing but the meat on there. But what they do is they serve you the tacos usually um, just with the meat, the little tacos with the meat in them. And then they usually put some condiments or toppings on the side in little bowls, kind of family style for the table. So there was like a bowl of cilantro, onion, um, sometimes like some salsas, they had like a green one and then like a red one that was a little bit more spicy. So yeah, usually just kind of put a little bit of that on top, but it's not all this sour cream cheese. No, it's not all of that that we do here. I'm sure some people do eat it like that, but like if you order a taco somewhere out here, 
like at Taco Bell. I don't know. It comes with all of this stuff on it. That's not the norm because to me, like the taco itself, just the tortilla and the meat was so delicious that I didn't need to put all of that stuff on it, which surprised me because at home I eat my tacos, which like with all these sauces, all this cheese, like so much stuff on it. So yeah, five stars for those tacos de suadero in Mexico City. Delicious. Okay, I'm going to talk about another dish and I will give the disclaimer that I did not get to try this one because I have an allergy to it, but this is a really, really famous dish. So I did want to touch on it. I think that we talked about this dish a little bit in the last episode. So go back and watch that one if you want to hear some Mexico City natives kind of talk about this Mexican dish. But this is going to be mole sauce. I feel like a lot of people here might know mole, but a lot of us kind of just think of it as like, oh, like that sauce that's like kind of chocolatey but like not dessert, it's like a savory chocolate sauce. But that's actually only one of the types of mole that they have in Mexico. So someone was explaining to me there that everyone, every region, every city in Mexico kind of has a different way of making mole. So there's mole rojo, which is like red mole. There's mole verde, which is green mole, which doesn't even have the chocolate in it. Some have almonds, which is why I couldn't eat it because I was allergic. Some have walnuts. Um, there's Oaxacan mole, which is a whole different thing. So we actually got served this mole, um, that somebody had made. It was actually served kind of as a sandwich filler. So it was just two pieces of bread, like a sandwich with some mole in the middle. And they call it a torta, which is funny because to me, because I learned the Argentinian dialect, uh, torta in Argentina is like a cake. So when I heard that we were going to have torta, I thought we were having a cake, but then it was, it was a sandwich little disappointing but the sandwiches were still really good so we had a torta de mole they kind of just put this on like a sandwich and my dad told me that it was delicious so it's a very complex dish that it it can vary a lot it's not just chocolate um it can have a ton of different ingredients it could have like bread in it different kinds of nuts different kinds of chocolates you know it can have it can be very varied so kind of depends on where you're going in Mexico, what kind of mole you're going to find because it can look very different. But it's definitely a famous dish and it shows the the rich culture, the beauty, the variation within Mexico. So I kind of loved hearing about that. I wanted to talk about one of my favorite meals that I had in Mexico City, which was actually served to us by the best people, the family of my friend Fernanda, who I've had on the first two episodes of this season. Her family welcomed us into their home. They are just the sweetest. And we actually had dinner the day that we arrived. I was super tired because we had just gotten off the plane. But it was... This definitely helped to wake me up because it was so delicious. So this was kind of a soup. Almost a soup sort of dish. It was called pozole. Pozole. Which is basically a white kind of... This like white puffy corn in like a chicken broth. Although it's usually pork, but they decided to make it with chicken, but they did tell me that oftentimes it's made with pork. So there's the broth and then some pieces of meat on top. So they kind of, same thing with as the tacos, they kind of serve it to you plain and then we got to kind of dress it up a little bit, put whatever we wanted for topping. So there were bowls of cilantro, onion, chile powder, um, some avocado, sour cream, all on the side to put on the soup. And I kind of put all that stuff on it and Oh my gosh, it was so delicious. It was really, really good. And they also had these crispy corn tortillas that were kind of like, had been like crisp, almost like more of like a cracker sort of thing. And we put some avocado and sour cream on them as a little side dish. And that was just a really nice home-cooked meal. I really, really enjoyed it. So the pozole, I had never heard of it before and it was really, really good. 
And then I also wanted to talk about a drink that I saw in Mexico City, actually in Xochimilco, which is the part of Mexico City where there are these famous canals where some guides can take you through on these beautiful, colorful boats. I think I posted a picture on my Instagram if you want to check it out, at the Emily Esperanza. So this was in Xochimilco in the canals. Uh, We were driving through, not driving, well, we were getting rowed through the canals by our tour guide on this little boat. And then there's all of these guys in little canoes who drive by and like sell you things while you're on the boat because, you know, it's a long boat, right? Maybe you want something to drink. Maybe you want something to eat. There's actually mariachi bands that drive by and you can pay them like a few bucks for a song request. It's hilarious. I loved it. And there were a lot of people driving by selling this thing called pulque. So we actually got to try it. It it was called pulque. The family that was hosting us actually told us that this drink has been called the drink of the gods. La bebida de los dioses. So I don't know if I'm a god now or what because we tried it. Um, But it, it came in different flavors. I think that there was coconut and strawberry pulque. And I've heard from what they told me is that it's an ancestor to tequila. So it comes in different sort of fruity flavors and it's very common to be sold um, in those canals there. I saw it a lot. So that was definitely a hit. I really did like that. So yeah, the drink of the gods, um, because it originated in the pre-Hispanic era, where indigenous communities there consider this, it's it's actually an agave tonic, um, and it was considered a sacred drink of the gods back then. So it's kind of held true since then, and it is still extremely popular. So yeah, those were my favorite dishes. That's what stood out to me. Um, I could talk for so long about this. It was such a pleasure to be able to try these delicious foods. Some of them I had heard of, but even those surprised me in that I feel like I had a skewed perception of those dishes. Just from, you know, when when a dish, when a culture travels um, to another country, sometimes it gets a little bit misperceived along the way which I think is what happened with our tacos and quesadillas because I can tell you that if I go to Taco Bell and order the tacos they are not going to be even the same dish at all like (laughs) as what I got in Mexico um they're both delicious I mean the Mexican ones were definitely a little more delicious but anyway like I said there are so so many authentic Mexican restaurants here in the U.S. you do not have to go to Mexico to try these dishes I know that I've been to a few here that, I mean, to me, it tasted just like it did in Mexico. So definitely get out if you want to try these. Go try something off the menu that you've never heard of or try something that you have heard of and see if it's different from how you thought it would be or how you're used to. Um, It can be really fun. It's kind of a way to travel without actually traveling. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I just wanted to talk about my favorite foods and maybe give you guys a little taste of Mexico. So All right, I'll see you guys back in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias por escuchar la Gringa Bilingua podcast. Check back every other week for new episodes and follow me on Instagram at the Emily Esperanza.